great people welcome to crypto and chill this is the second episode and today is september the 13th 2021 i appreciate you all for tuning in if you're listening to me man i hope you're having a blessed morning hope you're blessed hope you're doing good hope your family is good hope everything is going good and i'm spreading positive vibes your way hope you accept them today i want to speak on um you know how we do on crypto and chill well you don't know how we do because this is just the second episode (laughs) but anyway we're going to speak on a few topics uh we're going to speak on gary gensler gary the gensler the ultimate regulator of the crypto community the crypto space might i add um as you all know um well you may not know but if you do know if you're in the know you should know gary gensler testified yesterday in front of a bunch of congress members at the senate banking hearing uh senate banking yeah the senate banking hearing committee or whatever they want to call it and uh you know i'm not too surprised anymore about gary gensler and his strong arm approach and overreach over the crypto space and yesterday showed nothing shy of of that same old approach right and i just got the sense that a lot of those congress members they they don't like the way gary is is going about the whole thing they had a few topics that i felt like they didn't they didn't too much like how gary was going about things you know the, the paying order flow for robin hood and, and apps that make it easy and free uh for little retail investors like me and you to get in and not have to pay uh high fees and some apps you know zero fees to trade you know a stock buy a stock or sell it you know i know they mentioned how back in the day you had to pay a fee and sometimes that fee was was quite high I know one of the guys, one of the Congress members has said if you bought a stock at say a hundred and something dollars, you would have to wait for that stock to go over, I think a hundred and thirty something dollars in order for you to be in a little bit of profit or something before you can sell it. But that was, and he and he brought it to Gary like, I hope that you're not trying to take us back to the old days. And, and you're so Gary is so caught up in following behind his predecessors, as he like to say, like Jay Clay. Like Gary likes to brag on these people so much, but it's not like they are the best people. It's not like they were so great at their job that you should want to mimic every move and follow in their footsteps. How Gary has came into the SEC position as chairman. <sighs> I'm not a fan of. To me, <clears throat> Gary has came into this position more so as a follower. And not a follower of good, might I add. He's coming to a follower position. And he's following in footsteps of people that didn't set good examples. If it was me, and I came into Gary's position with so many eyes on me, so many responsibilities uh, a nation of people to protect and, and and like Congress said yesterday 
as the SEC chair, your job is not to make things harder or make things less pleasant as the as the chair of the SEC. Your job is to protect investors and make our experience as good as possible while allowing us to get that knowledge and continuing to allow innovation and new technologies to create apps and platforms like uh, Robinhood. You know, but Gary seems to, it seems like he's against that. It seems like he's more against the retail investor than trying to actually help and protect as he he always liked to say. But I want to play one um, one clip that I really enjoyed. And it was from uh, John Kennedy. And he absolutely grills uh, Gary Gensler. So let's, uh, let me find that. Let me get, let me play that real quick. Um, so you guys can hear what I'm talking about. But I, I love this. I love how some of the congressmen uh, held Gary accountable and asked those direct, straightforward questions that, you know, Gary in true fashion tried to skin me around, duck around, and and and, and kind of prolong his answers to kind of take their mind off the question. But if I was able to decipher the, the BS Gary was throwing out, I'm pretty sure Congress were, were able to do the same. Gary would give these long, drawn-out answers like, oh yeah, back in my day, back in my dad's day, he had no college education but was able to take care of the family and had a business no more than 30 employees like he just went all back into this type of thing these type of things when he was asked direct questions but let's get into it man let, let's let, let me let y'all hear john kennedy kennedy is kennedy is recognized uh, thank you mr chairman uh mr chairman i read your editorial and it's about five minutes as well so Giving y'all, giving y'all a heads up. Foreign Companies Accountable Act. Um, for what it's worth, I agree with most of it. Um, the, 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 uh, it's a damn good bill, by the way. Um, actually, so. I, I want to thank you for I think it helps us do our job, both at the SEC and at the Public, public Company Accounting Oversight Board. I, I appreciate that. I, I agree with you, obviously. Um, there's a there's a, 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 a three-year implementation period, as you know. Um, our companies, including our friends in China, have three years to comply. Uh, the Senate's passed a bill reducing that to two years. Um, we're having a little trouble getting the House to take it up. Would you be willing to contribute your considerable efforts to encouraging how the house to take it up uh, uh senator i've already had some discussions and e- expressed to some of the leadership over there that i support that okay um who uh, who pays corporate income taxes <laughs> um senator it's the corporation that pays the taxes of course then ultimately the owners of those corporations are the shareholders Corporations just uh, is not a payor. It's a tax collector, isn't it? Um, 
while I'm not uh, here as an expert on the tax code, I think the corporation literally, corporations. Um, I think economists are generally in agreement that the, the corporation is not a payer, it's a tax collector. The, uh, the owners and the customers and the workers that uh, Chairman Brown spoke so eloquently about actually pay the tax, don't they? Well, again, um, uh, I'd never want to mince words, but I think that the corporation, of course, is paying, and then the shareholders uh, have less netting. Don't the workers pay it, too? Um, I think that it's a cost of the of the corporation. It, like all costs of the corporation, uh, those costs compete with each other, uh, even yeah, the cost the of the real pay estate. It? Does the workers pay it? I'm just trying to, I don't have much time. Sorry about that. Uh, I'm not. I'm, I'm. I'm. The workers pay individual income tax. Workers pay social security tax and the like. I just want to be sure I understand your testimony, Mr. Chairman. You're saying that the, the workers are not impacted at all by the corporate income tax? Oh, I'm sorry. I I thought you were asking a different question. All costs in a company compete with each other, whether it's the real estate costs or any other costs. Are the workers impacted negatively by corporate income tax? Simple question. No, I understand it, but I think it's best as the head of the SEC to leave it. It debates about taxes. You don't ask. I really do think that. I understand why you don't want to answer it. I get it. Look, I don't mean any disrespect to you. I followed your career. You've had a quite a career in public service. Uh, you you've made a lot of money on Wall Street. I respect that. Uh, I honor that. But as to the to the people and the companies that you regulate as chairman of the SEC, do you consider yourself to be their daddy? <laughs> no. No. Wow. Why do you act like you gay? I uh, try to uh, take the oath of office uh, seriously that the SEC is set up to promote investor protection and facilitate capital formation and that which is in the middle. Yeah, but, but why do you impose your personal preferences about cultural issues and social issues on companies? And their co- and therefore their their customers and their workers with like 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 climate change and the second amendment. That was uh, that was uh, really everything I wanted y'all to hear. Uh, how how he flat out asked Gensler, "Do you think you're these people's daddy?" Notice how Gensler, no 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 no, I no I don't. So why do you act like it? And you know another another topic uh, regarding that that testimony Gary had <sighs> his his whole stance over the crypto space. I mean he 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 pretty much told Congress like within the rules that you all have laid out. I'm only operating within those. So if Congress wants to change the rules or create new rules, they can do that. But far as the rules that Congress has laid out, I'm only operating within that framework. So, no matter how ridiculous and idiotic these statements Gary has been making, how, how they sound, 
Congress has to step up and create new rules, pass these bills that are in front of them that clarifies what makes a crypto asset a security and a non-security. Because at this rate, everything is a security except Bitcoin and Ethereum. Which is crazy because as we all know, Ethereum had a, had an ICO. And a lot of coins have been birthed and are being birthed off the Ethereum network platform or whatever you want to call it. A lot of new cryptocurrencies are being created off of Ethereum. Nine times out of ten, every new crypto coin that Coinbase or Bitcoin or anybody lists, if you check under the description of that token, it's going to say, the first thing it's going to say, an Ethereum token that does this, that, and the third. An Ethereum token. Matter of fact, let me let me look it up real quick. I don't want to tell y'all no, uh, no BS. So let me, let me look it up. I'm, I'm just going to pull up some random new coin. I'm going to go to Coinbase, and I'm going to go to... Uh, trade and new on Coinbase, right? Okay, so XO top on the list. I mean XYL top on the list. Let's go. Let's go down. Let's scroll down to about XYO. XYO is an Ethereum token, and then it go on to tell you what it what it does and what well, you know whatnot. A lot of coins says that a lot of coins have that information. Let's go down to another one. Let's let's pick Radical. I've never heard of Radical, but let's check it out. Never heard of it. See, that's just a random token about Radical. Rad is an Ethereum token. It's an Ethereum token. Let's go to something else. DeFi money. I don't, I think that's its own thing. Derive. What is Derive? Derive. Okay, we have another one. DDX is an Ethereum token that powers DerivedX. So if y'all... Hope y'all are getting what I'm saying, what I'm what I'm getting at. A lot of these tokens are powered off of Ethereum. Yet Ethereum was given clarity to be a non-security and a commodity, even though Ethereum had an ICO. Keep that in mind. When Jay Clayton, the former SEC chairman, was in office. He clearly stated that he has never, he has not seen an ICO that was not a security. But yet, somehow, Ethereum gets a free pass. And yet, you have the SEC now, Gensler, going after these exchanges, threatening Coinbase, saying that out of the 1,600 coins on your platform, a lot of those may be securities. How can you say that as an SEC chair, as your government agency gave uh, gave clarity to Ethereum that was clearly everybody thought was a, a, a security because it had an ICO. It had a fundraising. It had an ICO is a is an initial uh, coin offering where a foundation or an organization, a group of people collect funds from people in a fundraising event some kind of fundraiser to collect funds to build a platform and then create their token 
Ethereum had that, but it was deemed to be not a security. So does that is the so is the SEC saying that these coins that are being birthed and created off of Ethereum are they saying that those coins are securities, but Ethereum isn't? You got Chair Gensler saying telling people to come in and talk to us get registered why why would people come okay let, let me let me back up let me slow down coinbase gary Gensler said he want people to come in and talk to him right these crypto exchanges platforms whatever the case may be companies recently coinbase tried to go in to talk to him but yet they complied, they gave them all the information they needed, blah, blah, blah. They had a new program, program to roll out, the LIM program, etc. They get hit with a threat, a Wells notice that if you roll out this platform, you will be sued. Yesterday at the testimony, at the, at the Senate Bank uh, Committee testimony, I mean, uh, why am I saying testimony? The committee, Gary Gensler said to everybody to all the congressmen that he feels that these platforms falls under their authority because they have what may be a lot of securities on their platform but yet there's no clarity on which coins are a security and I'm pretty sure these platforms and these uh, crypto companies are thinking like, damn, if Ethereum isn't a security, hardly anything is a security because Ethereum had a flat out ICO. <laughs> Crazy, right? Crazy. Gensler is just, he's, he's, he's trying to get a power grab. He's trying to get authority over the whole crypto space. But he's trying to label the only way he can do that is by labeling everything as a security and my whole thing is and a lot of other people I've seen speak on is why did Coinbase even why did Coinbase delist XRP when they still have securities on their platforms they might as well relist XRP because XRP is the only one right now fighting for clarity. So you might as well relist them. And then whatever the outcome is at the end of the case, whether it goes to trial or it ends at summary judgment, but I don't think, me personally, I don't think there will be a settlement because a settlement would... A settlement is like them fighting fighting all this time for no reason. They don't spend all this money. Ripple don't spend all this money on attorneys and legal fees, court fees, whatever the case. Why would they settle? Why would they settle? Ripple wants a Ripple test. They're not fighting. Ripple isn't fighting this hard and getting all this information just to settle. It's not what this is. You know, I know there there are YouTubers like BitBoy and you know, a couple others that may think that this thing is going to settle this month. But it's, it's not. I don't, my opinion, 
I don't think it is. Now, I may be proven wrong. I may be proven wrong. But, in my opinion, Ripple Ripples isn't fighting this hard just to settle. I, I, don't, I don't see that happening. Now, what I do see happening is the charges against... Uh, the charges against Brad Garlinghouse and Chris Lawson, their their charges may be dismissed. And they may Brad Garlinghouse and Chris Lawson may settle. But the case against Ripple the company is gonna be ongoing. That may happen. But Ripple the company it's not settling man I I don't see that happening I just don't see that happening they're fighting too hard but you know like I said that's just my personal opinion but let's go to some uh, let's go to some um, other news that happened yesterday yeah that was yesterday Um, well it wasn't yesterday it was the 13th it was Monday Um, Litecoin and Walmart rumor which ended up being fake, by the way. Uh, someone posted, I believe it was on Litecoin's official Twitter feed, uh, Twitter profile. Someone said that Walmart would be accepting Litecoin um, as a payment. And let's read into it. I have one of the, one of the documents pulled up. Let's read into it. And what appears to be a massively successful pump and dump scheme. They they. Media outlets, either it's one of two things. Either they're pushing, pushing, pushing Bitcoin and making Bitcoin look like it's the only crypto that's out with the only use case and just totally overlooks all the other cryptocurrencies, or they're bashing the entire crypto space. It's one of two things pump Bitcoin or bash the entire crypto space. That's it. But anyway, back to the back to the doc, back to the uh, article. With what appears to be a massively successful pump and dump scheme, the cryptocurrency Litecoin surged around 25% early Monday after a falsified news release said Walmart would begin accepting the payment for online purchases. Investors had plenty of reason to believe the news was true. A verified Litecoin Twitter account tweeted out a link to the announcement which had appeared on the press release service Globe Newswire. The press release looked legitimate enough, including made-up quotes from Walmart CEO Doug McMillan. Wow. <laughs> wow, they made up a quote to make it look like it was the Walmart CEO? Wow, whoever did this was strategic. and They knew what they were doing. I'm pretty sure they loaded up on Litecoin before they put this out. Pretty sure of it. And told you know, Anyway... Walmart had just posted a job for a cryptocurrency expert to work at its corporate headquarters, and several major news organizations picked up the news. The announcement, however, was fake, a Walmart spokesperson confirmed. Walmart is not accepting Litecoin, and Litecoin deleted its tweet. An hour after after the announcement came out, Litecoin's price fell from more than $220 back to $178 around where it was trading before the false release went out. Hmm. It's not yet clear who the scammers are, but the scheme is likely a pump and dump. 
that's when people buy an asset and drive up the price. Typically fake news only to sell it once the price starts soaring. Globe Newswire, Newswire removed the press release minutes after CNN reached out and it issued a correction, urging investors and the media to ignore the announcement. Wow. So you so you put out a pump and dump of uh, news article from an official account and the only thing you have to say is, hey, everybody, ignore our last tweet. Even though we just caused a massive pump and dump. Just ignore that. Carry on. Like, really? Really? That's the only accountability you're going to have? Although the press release appeared authentic at first glance, it contained the bogus WalmartCorp.com website as the email address for Walmart's chief marketing official officer. It used, a, it used a partial title for McMillian, and it was the first and only press release Walmart had issued on Globe Newswire. Litecoin was also an odd choice for Walmart. Right. Like, what use case does Litecoin have? Like, I don't been in this space for a couple years now. And and Litecoin is not, I tell you, this is not financial advice. And I do not give financial advice. But Litecoin has never been on my, uh, <laughs> Litecoin has never been on my watch list. I'll tell you that much. You know, I don't care how much the price goes up or what it dropped to or whatever. But Litecoin has never been on my on my watch list. You know, let's let's look up about Litecoin. Circulate supply sixty six point eight million. That's that's a good thing. You know, it has it has a small um it has a small supply. So if it does, if if it if it ever gets a use case behind it, then it probably would skyrocket. Um, but circulating supply 66.8 million market cap 12.1 billion Litecoin about Litecoin Litecoin is a cryptocurrency that uses a faster payment confirmation schedule and a different crypt, cryptographic algorithm than Bitcoin that's not telling me anything okay it uses a di- different crypt cryptographic algorithm to Bitcoin so there's a lot of other cryptocurrencies and they tell you their use case behind it Litecoin is only saying that it uses a faster payment confirmation schedule and a different crypto cryptographic algorithm to Bitcoin that's not like that I don't I don't see the use case right now Litecoin is sitting at $181 uh, it went up to $237 Monday I, uh, after the news and dropped back down to 179 uh, for the past month or so it's been around that for the past month uh, September the 5th it was at 214, 225, 232 for the past month it's been hmm. it's been around for the past month I, I say it's been around it's been between that 160 and 200 mark. I'll give it that. It's been between that. So, but let's look at the top 10 today. Uh, Bitcoin right now is sitting at 47,500. Ethereum sitting at 3,400 plus. Cardano right now at 244. Binance Coin at 427. Uh, you got XRP sitting at a dollar and nine, Solana at one fifty six, Polkadot at thirty six, and we got a twenty four cent Dogecoin. 
and got $25 unit swap chain link sitting at $30 right now and Litecoin 181 then we got an avalanche at 52 we got Algorand sitting at a $2 right, right above $2 I give it that I don't know what wrapped Bitcoin is that's, it's just, I don't know what that is let's, let's look at what is wrapped Bitcoin Wrap Bitcoin is here we go. Wrap back wrap Bitcoin is an Ethereum token that is intended to represent Bitcoin on the Ethereum blockchain. It is not Bitcoin, but rather a separate ERC20 token that's designed to track Bitcoin's value. Wrap Bitcoin was created to allow Bitcoin holders to participate in decentralized finance apps that are popular on Ethereum. Hmm. Wow, circulating supply 205 thousand wow that's scarcity then we got an ICP sitting at $58 right on the 60 so that's that for the top 10 um it was something else that uh I want to look at oh just saw that uh Goldman Sachs filed a patent that uh it was gonna be using Ripple and this technology and of course XRP for transaction validations that was out uh, give credit to uh, King Solomon for that and I'm looking at it it was on Reddit as well um but that's that's the main news today oh yeah another topic Charles Gasparino Charles is with the Fox Business Network and he is a media journalist and he has picked up the story behind the Jay Clayton lawsuit to Ripple as he was walking out the door and he is on Twitter asking questions about it. So, how did this start? This started with, um, I think Digital Asset Investor um, had tagged him in an old tweet and he was trying to get caught up on why he was being tagged and Digital Asset Investor kind of filled him in on it. But, once he caught wind of everything and got caught up to speed, he tweeted out, Breaking, one question I have for Jay Clay, and calls are out to him. So, so he's he saying he done called out to him, left voicemails and trying to reach him. Hmm. Why in your last days as SEC chair do you do a case like the one against Ripple and XRP? Maybe there's a good explanation I should also point out the government revolving door is nothing new. So him working for a firm that is investing in competitive cryptocurrencies, i.e. Ethereum, isn't illegal. Still, the timing is interesting. Seems like something you punt to a new admin as Steve, Steven, let's see, Steven Munichin, who is the 77th Secretary of Treasury. Yeah, the 77th, the 77th Secretary of Treasury. Seems like something uh, you punt to a new admin with radical GSE reform, story developing. Damn, let's see what else he done tweeted. He tweeted today about 42 minutes ago. As I do my reporting on Ripple case and the SEC's definition of what is or isn't a security, I find that Gary Gensler, at least according to past statements, is even more draconian than Jay Clayton. 
he suggests Ethereum is a security. Try putting that one back in the bottle. I don't know what he means by that. Uh, he suggests Ethereum is a security. Try putting that back in the bottle. Maybe Charles don't know. Maybe he don't. I don't. I don't know. He's. It sounds like he's saying it like Ethereum is definitely not a security. Charles Gasparino. Ethereum has every aspect to be a security over XRP. So, with Gary saying Ethereum is a security, makes sense because they had an ICO and a crowdfunding, like I mentioned earlier uh, in the podcast. But I guess he's saying with the clarity that has already been given, and guess the now coming back and saying that Ethereum is a security, I don't know, maybe. But okay, he just t- tweeted out again five minutes ago. Maybe someone can answer this basic question. What is the real difference between XRP and Ethereum? I get was what the SEC is saying, RE Ripple, i.e. that it was financed by XRP. But wasn't Ethereum financed through an ICO? Boom. Boom. And I don't I don't understand Ripple. Ripple wasn't financed. Well, he may have a point there. Ripple was financed by XRP. The thing is, when people, uh, I don't, he has a good point. But the thing is, he's saying, I guess he's saying that Ripple sold XRP to finance itself. But it has already been in mind that XRP had already existed before Ripple the company was uh, created. And Ripple, nothing was needed to finance XRP, the cryptocurrency. So it's still like you're selling a currency to finance your company. So how would that make XRP a security? Hmm. Yeah, that's 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 a that's a uh, that's a nice um. That's interesting. There, I'm I'm anxious, man. I'm glad he picked up on it, and I'm glad we got people in the community, uh, in the crypto space, and uh, specifically the XRP community. And I'm not. Let me put this out there. I'm not a maxi. I'm not biased. You know, I want all the projects to do good. I want Bitcoin to do good. I want Ethereum to do good. I want XRP, uh, ADA, VET, HBAR, uh, ICP, XDC, XY. All oh, it's a lot of it's a lot to name. I want all all the cryptos with real utility to do good and to excel in their missions they have set out. You know, but I also want a level playing field fair ball game for everybody you know don't make it easier for one side and give clarity to one side and try to hold their competition back let these companies compete and may the best technology win you know but you know and that leads me to um another topic uh with solana yesterday uh solana has some kind of um i think their network closed down let me pull up that article for you guys
see if I can find it. And I think that took Solana, um, that took Solana's price down as well. So let's, let's pull up that. Solana is down for hours. Validators planning network restart. So let's get into it. Solana mainnet has stopped processing transactions. The popular blockchain halted over seven, seven, over seven hours ago. Meanwhile, Ethereum Layer 2 solution, Arbitrum, has experienced an outage. Wow, so Ethereum went down as well? Potential restart incoming. As tweeted by Solana status, the Solana mainnet began experiencing in, inter, intermittent, intermittent, how do you say that? Instability several hours ago. I'm having instable saying these words, man. What's going on this morning? I need some coffee. Several hours ago, and developers are still getting to the bottom of it. The account followed up two hours later, revealing that resource exhaustion was causing a denial of service on the network. According to Solana CEO, Natalie Yakovinko, hope I'm saying that right, the outage has, be, has been caused by Radium Audio Bots trying to snipe the tokens at launch. Wow. Apparently, the network validators are preparing for a potential restart. If necessary, though, there is some confusion about what a restart would entail. Now, update as of today. After over 80% of the validators restarted and upgraded to version 1.6.25, the Solana mainnet beta network is up again. The Solana validator community successfully completed a restart of mainnet beta after an upgrade to 1.6.25 dApps. Block explorers and supporting systems will recover over the next several hours, at which point four functionality should be restored, according to Solana status. Hmm. And Solana status posted a tweet. Let's check it out. Solana status in tweet one said Solana mainnet beta encountered a large increase in transaction load, which peaked at 400,000 uh, transactions per second. TPS. These transactions flooded the transact the transaction processing crew, and lack of prioritization of network critical messaging caused the network to start forking. The forking led to excessive memory consumption, causing some nodes to go offline. Engineers across the ecosystem attempted to stabilize the network, but were unsuccessful. The validator community elected to coordinate a restart of the network. The community is preparing a new release and instructions will be posted in Discord. Hmm. But that's that's kind of uh that's kind of impressive. 400,000 TPS. It's kind of impressive. I'm going to have to pull up uh some of the other cryptos uh tps per, uh transactions per second for four hundred thousand, that's that's kind of um kind of high not for an entire world but you know as beginning stages this uh, of a company you know that's that's, that's kind of that's kind of high but so let's let's see what is a what what what's what's solana sending right now Solana sitting at 155. It was at 166. 
for the week. Back on, uh, let's see the dates. Wednesday, it was looking at, it was around 2.11. Right now, it's at 1.57. You know, a little downtrend, nothing major. Uh, not financial advice, but it's all-time high is 2.14, which was um, well, all-time high 2.16, which was, you know, earlier this week, earlier last week, end of last week type. Solana has 296.7 million circulating supply. Scarcity. Hmm. Their use case might <laughs> take Solana on through that. It's pretty good. Bitcoin right now, again, sitting at 47,432. But I think that's everything for today, man. I think that's everything. I appreciate you guys for tuning in. And hope you guys have a blessed day. Continue to stay safe out there. Mask up, people. Continue to be six feet apart. And my Twitter is JV Great. If you have any topics that you would like to get covered or got any questions or anything, any suggestions or whatever, hit me up on Twitter, JV the Great. Once again, this is Crypto and Chill. This was episode number two. Y'all stay safe. Be blessed. I'm out.